When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do this show. Joining me today, she is one-third of the trio that hosts the Brouhaha Podcast, which you can check out on the Unpops Podcast Network. She's also the host of a fantastic podcast called Take a Walk, and a wonderful comic and a really good friend of mine, ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Gritton. Also joining me, she is also one-third of the trio that hosts the Brouhaha Podcast, which you can check out on the Unpops Podcast Network. She also has a really great podcast of her own called 12 Questions that you'll be able to check out on the Unpops Podcast Network soon. And she's also a fantastic comic and a good friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Valenzuela. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Hi. 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 Hello. How's everyone doing? Hi. We have <laughs> guests today. Hurrah. You know what? I always sound surprised when I say that, but we have guests every week. Yeah, it's very rare that it's just me and Brett on yeah. this podcast. It's about to get less rare. Is it? I thought we were going to do like... Oh, yeah. We're doing a bonus episode of Unpops every Ooh, month on the Patreon. Medium rare. Right? Like my steaks, baby. No, rare. You got to okay, cook them. Sure. I, I like my meat to still have some personality when I eat it. Right. Anyway, mm-hmm. Anna Valenzuela... And Vanessa Gritton. Us. Woo. Woo. From the Brouhaha podcast, also on the Unpops Network. And that was my dog barking in the background. That's because she was saying Viva la Brouhaha and dog. I think she was. Winter's a Brouhaha. If I translated correctly. (laughs) You don't know Winter speaks Spanish? I'm positive she does. Every dog in L.A. speaks Spanish. Yeah, I mean, they should. (laughs) Everyone in L.A. should speak Spanish. It's true. If you can't get a dog. I certainly don't. But (laughs) I I. took it for four years (laughs) in high school. So, well, you can follow along uh, our uh, we have a a Duolingo uh, couple of clubs. We filled up three clubs and Duolingo with people learning Spanish. So you're welcome to to join us. Uh, Get at us. We'll we'll tweet the uh, latest club at you guys. Everyone go learn Spanish from the Unpops Podcast Network. Where else would you want to learn it? I know, right? So how's everyone doing, Brett? How are you? Quite well. Yeah. Hit it, Brett. Oh, thank you. You know, the hardest part of the show for me is the first few minutes. (laughs) Caught me off guard. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. How are you, Brett? When all I hate. Brett. When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. I haven't seen him in a while. Brett, your voice is important and you're a vital part of this community. Actually, let's talk about me right now. I'm going to call this segment this (laughs) week. It's about to get really intense. 
Vanessa and Anna yes. can attest that I play this on guitar myself. He I'm is, sorry. Yeah. He's We're playing not live right streaming. now. Yeah. yeah he's I pulled playing out. It. His hair grew out of his head, so his cap flies off. Hair grows it out of his head. Off. Like one of those Barbies that used to, you could make her ponytail right. longer. And then he starts playing guitar. And for a reason, women outside started to come. It was yeah. the weirdest and thing I've ever seen. And we're on the eighth yeah. floor. I know. So pretty impressive. It was weird. That was fun. Yeah. Anyway, how is everyone doing though? So I'm okay. I'm holding up. I just finished. <laughs> I have a very sick cat. I have a very sick cat. She's 18. So we're, we're, oh, pl- we're landing the plane soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, so I've been dealing with that, but otherwise things are good. Rock and rolling, having a good time. Uh, and just watched a, a, a whole season of Jessica Jones. Cause I wasn't sad enough. I can't legally yeah. talk about my life right now. So I'm great. <laughs> Wait, what? She can't. She can't. So don't oh, ask her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to convince her uh, to uh, name names and release the Unpops fans on a bad person in the world. I think what? that would be great. I'm redacted. Yeah, she's redacted right now. I think it would be really fun. I think it would be really, really fun if uh, if hit if it, Brett. <laughs> oh, is there someone we need to send the fans after? That's what I'm saying. I think there's someone we need to send the fans after. Oh, I mean, I'm fine with that. We yeah, do that I think, all the time. We sent them after the Lumineers last week. I think Lumineers. <laughs> I, I think got this microphone wet. <laughs> I, I think we finally we finally have a, a purpose for Big Meek. <laughs> like like we have oh, a wow. we have a purpose for Big Meek. Redacted. Like, <laughs> we need someone murdered. Jeez. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, nice. Yeah. Brett, speaking of, of murder. Murder that person. Let's talk about that murder. I like how, I'm sorry, I'm talking for you, baby. Just oh, no, tell fine. me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Jessica Jones today. Oh, shit. Which is a television show on Netflix. Yeah. And it's also, a web series. It's a web series. Mm-hmm. It, come on. No, is it a web series? Like some shit Not you a, watch on YouTube? Yeah, web Netflix seri- is a network now. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. It's a TV it's show. A TV it's show. That was a joke. They come get on, Oscars. <laughs> Netflix didn't, gets didn't not Oscars get the, and Emmys now. The uh, etymology of, of web series. No, that's what we're on now we're, for the rest of the hour. Yep. We're just debating that. No, we're talking about Jessica Jones. It's one of my favorite shows on it, television. It's amazing. It's so good. We're going to so try good. to not spoil at least season two. I kind of don't know how I'm going to do my best. I, I, yeah. I mean, there's, there's things, there's going to be mild spoilers, mild spoilers. Basically, if you're listening to a podcast, this is, this is just true. If you're listening, if let's say you have a podcast, you know, and love it comes into your feed and the title of that podcast is a movie or television show. You haven't fucking seen yet. Do yourself a favor, save that, keep that download. Don't delete that. Download. That's what I do. Save that shit. Fucking go back, but watch I mean, the shits and do it. Download yeah. it though. Like, like, download, 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 physically download, download it. send it to your friends. Right. Or you know what? Delete it then download it a second time. Download it over. Yeah. Download it as many times as you need but the reminder. You probably wait an hour between downloads so it registers. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Do that hourly yeah. until you've seen you Jessica Jones. You filled a terabyte right. of an entire external hard drive with just this episode. Right. Yes. And then it somehow costs me a million dollars because that's how hosting 
Really? Podcast what? episodes were. Oh, I yeah, know. we switched to Libsyn. I have to okay. pay for bandwidth now. Oh, really? So come on, man. It's a whole oh, okay. goddamn thing. All right, Libsyn, get your shit together. Right? Um, Fucking marauders. We do I'm have gonna, our shit together. This is our business model. I'm going <laughs> to ask you. I'm going to ask you about that after the pod, but we got to talk about Jessica Jones because she got real season two. Things got heavy season two, and that's what I love about this show. It's just kind of a big allegory for various forms of trauma and abuse and living I, through those and dealing with them. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Trauma. I feel like dealing with our feelings, <laughs> right? Well, and that's the beautiful thing is in, in the superhero world, in comic books, uh, superheroes have a moment to stop and cry every once in a while. But in movies and television, there usually isn't a lot of that stopping and crying when they and have to quip. When they have to quit, right. they're usually yeah. quipping. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's sort of like when do they cry? When do they poop? It's like the same problem on both ends. Yeah. And so, what the great thing about Jessica Jones is you get her and everyone in her life, warts and all. And if you aren't familiar with uh, season one, should we do like a season one recap? Yeah, a friend of mine who writes under the name Alice Jane Axness wrote. And a really good article for Cracked in 2015 about what? season one. Okay. What's the name of that website? Uh, I don't remember. I said it and it's just slipped right. my mind already. Edit, but edit that. Out. If you just search Jessica Jones, Alice Jane Axness, you'll find this article. The article is called Five Reasons Jessica Jones is Way Darker Than You Realize. And the original article, because this website had a a penchant for changing the titles of articles in the middle of the day just to see if they would get more clicks. The original title was something like uh, five ways Jessica Jones perfectly portrays being stalked. There it is. Oh, I remember that Still because it made me uh, click on it and work through some stuff. It it was almost like my guide as I was watching Jessica Jones, where it was like checking off little notes like, yeah. hey, I'm working through some stuff right. with this article and this TV show in a way that I couldn't really get a chance to before. Right. right. And the the article is basically mm-hmm. about, you know, just like the title implies about how the first season of this show is pretty much just a blow by blow uh, rundown of what it's like, not just being stalked, but being in an abusive Abusive relationship. relationship. Yeah. Well, because Kilgrave, and by the way, if you haven't seen season one, it's been a long time. Yeah, you've had three years We're going to spoil the shit out of season one. Yeah. Yeah, And also, just guys, like you've had plenty of time to make some decisions about whether or not you want to listen to this whole episode. But please, (laughs) listen, please. Uh, Please, please, please. So, uh, the in season one she has uh, obviously you find out about Jessica you find out well the beautiful thing about Jessica is you find out about all the trauma that lays the groundwork for narcissistic personalities to prey upon her yeah Yeah. and that is what Kilgrave is he's like the ultimate narcissistic personality he's super manipulative he never gets his hands dirty he has it's a beautiful allegory for the way narcissists surround themselves with codependence and then shield themselves in sort of the natural dysfunction and protective nature of those codependent people. Yeah. And so, um, and you, you have some, I forget Simpson, the guy he's manipulating in that. I, I totally forgot about him. And you meet the cop guy, cop guy who was oh. hooking up with Trish. 
Because he, he comes back in season two. Yeah, sure. he does. He comes back. He is in uh, two. equally unmemorable in season two. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's kind of in and out right just, away, and that's fine. Yeah, he's just a guy. And then uh, then you got Trish, uh, who's an addict, but also a raging codependent. And that is Jessica's sister. And then you also have, holy shit, you have the mom, um, Trish's mom. Trish's mom. Trish's mom. Yeah. Who is. Uh, oh, man. She's uh, piece I, of work. a piece. She's like Lindsay Lohan's mom. She's like 80 percent of the, she's, Dina Lohan. she's like 80 percent of the country's mom. Yeah, like, yeah. She's a real monster. She's a yeah. real. And, and it reminded me I used to work in drug and alcohol treatment. And it definitely reminded me of when the um, the head therapist would come in and say, uh, you know what this kid needs is a parentectomy. And think he was being real funny, <laughs> uh, but like she, she sucks. She like the best thing for Trish is for her mom to be thrown in a dumpster, right? But in season two, she does have some redeemable qualities. You find out a little bit more about that dynamic, um, right? And then of course you have Luke Cage, who wasn't back for season two. No Luke Cage in season two. <sighs> I want to watch those two fuck forever. Yeah. God damn it! That, that is, was you oh, won't hurt me. That, that is a I might right. <laughs> I might. <laughs> What? Oh God, God! And she had that season one fat butt. She had, yes. she did. She had yeah. that like good ass season. So it was just like peak Mike Coulter and peak Kristen Ritter. Yeah, just like dry humping for the gods. Yeah, uh, it was. I just learned that that's Luke Cage's name, and he's on two of my favorite TV shows. But he'll still just forever be. He's gonna Luke forever Cage be Luke Cage. But it's just like, hey, you want to see I, the two most beautiful people in the world fuck each other into drywall? Yeah, yeah. I, I call him. I call him uh, other Elba. He's just the other Idris Elba yeah. in my mind. He's a handsome dude. He's, he's also on. He plays Lamont Bishop on The Good Wife, which was the last great network television show. And really? the terrible husband in Girls Trip. Oh, sure. oh that's right. He yeah. is in Girls Trip. Yeah. So is Nick Mundy. Shout out to Nick Mundy. Yeah. So ladies, cue up some pictures of this guy in your phone for when, when it's time to stir the beans, because yeah. he is uh, <laughs> play, play DJ Beans Gramble. Uh-huh. <laughs> stir the beans. <laughs> yeah, so. like that little pinto down there. Exactly. Yeah, one of the things I've read about season two is that people are kind of let down that there's no antagonist in this season like they're like Kilgrave, but her past is the antagonist. Yeah, no, there's so many... Like, I didn't know. First off, if that's he, what I fucking love about it. There, it like she is her own antagonist. I, okay, so so I I guess slap me if I start to spoil because I I don't want to. You could go literally character by character. Let's talk about Trish for a second. Let's talk about Trish. Let's talk about Trish. Trish throughout season one is always sort of like, hey bitch, do me a favor and sit down. You know what I mean? At least Krillin right. had the good sense to die every fight. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like he, he would, she would, she had that real kind of Krillin quality of running in to try to save herself when she was kind of like, she's me in a bar fight. It makes things worse. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's every time I've ever tried to like take on a fight. I clearly can't win. And someone had to be like, no, now yeah. you're just a liability. Exactly. Just adorable and running around and swinging a bottle. Just like I can play too. Right. <laughs> and she, she really amps up that behavior in season two, like in a right. real way. She right. Also, um, her substance abuse issues come up in a real way. Right. And the justification for her behavior around, that is textbooked 
addiction, like, like the psychology of addiction, like some, and then in even including another person in that behavioral slip, like in, right. in, in her, her backsliding is, um, just a classic, like, cause we would see that in rehabs all the time. We'd see girls like go out and then they would take like three dudes with them. Not just and this one. Is a, like you fucked all three of them. This now? is not to cut you off, but this is a field you've worked in before. Yes, right? We yes, should yes. mention that. I worked, too. I worked. Okay. So here's, here's my background. I worked in uh, drug and alcohol treatment, like on and off for 10 years. I took a break to work in a, uh, to manage a residential program for adults with autism, which that was really, really fun. And then I got laid off from that job and that's right around when I started doing stand up. And we used to, you have to have like a real, uh, gallows humor to work in those fields. Um, also yeah. kind of my past is both my parents have passed away. Um, my grandmother is a therapist who is also a raging narcissist. So she has that Kilgrave ability to like talking to doing some shit you didn't yeah. want to do. Oh yeah. Um, and, and then like I've done a lot of therapy and stuff because I've had, I've definitely, I'm one of those people that like I experience it's, and this is why anime and comic books appeal to me is I sort of deal with the nightmare dystopia in front of me. And then two hours later I cry. Yeah. And we've both kind of bonded over some Jessica Jones ass shit. Yeah. Like, even on the way over, we were like, people were treating us bad for like a year and yeah. then we made some changes. Cause like <laughs> we, we have similar backgrounds that match with it. Cause I've, I've dealt with addiction yeah. and, and I was married to a narcissist and uh, uh, just it, it's it's similar enough backgrounds to where it's just kind of like, oh, all of those years of therapy have helped me identify why right. Kilgraves is especially terrifying. Yeah. Right. And what and one of the things that's interesting about the show is people who work in the field, like who work in mental health fields generally come from a trauma background mm-hmm. and then right. they run into that trauma burning building every day to deal with other people's trauma. Yeah. And that's what Jessica does on the regs. She's constantly exposing herself to situations that are um, that are like it, stalking somebody when you've been stalked. That is her job. Um, she's constantly sure, yeah. trying to save Trish from herself. She's constantly, and they all are. It's a real codependency round robin happening. Yeah. There. A lot yeah. of transfer that kind of thing when you felt trauma, you're just kind of like, oh, I don't want you to feel it. But instead, you right. impo- you impose a new kind of trauma. Exactly. So this is new. But the interesting thing, one thing, and this isn't like a spoiler to the plot, but one thing that does happen in season two is she's on able to do her job at a certain point whereas in season one she's still doing cases right she's still handling her shit yeah but but, oh go ahead oh sorry but uh uh yeah so she uh i'm sorry i'm I'm like i'm like uh, 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 (laughs) i I have passionate feelings about this uh they basically uh this time she kind of falls apart professionally which more often than not, that's really true to form. Like, well, that's that's what I love about the. I mean, that's a weird way to put. That's what I love about this season. But, but everyone falls apart. Everyone, falls everyone falls except apart. for Trisha's mom. Trisha's yeah, mom kind of actually. She kind of she does gets, hold it together. She holds it together because she's a monster person. Yeah, and so she's not a hundred percent attached to everything right. that's going on. She's just the only person she kind of cares about is Trisha's, and because that's Trisha's an extension of her success. Right. Who's yeah. Trish is and the girl Trish. that she's trying to save in the first season. No, Trish is that's the sister. Trish is the sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sure. The girl she's trying to save. Her, adop- her name's like Hope. 
like they're, they're, Jessica Jones was adopted. Yeah, Trish is her and, sister in that way. Right. Uh, and, and Trish is a t- failed child actress. Not really even failed. She was a successful, she's like a Miley Cyrus type. She's like a successful childhood actress who then started a music career, but it didn't get off the ground. But now she has a talk show called, type. Yeah. She has a oh. talk show called Trish Talk. Yeah. Trish Talk. I was going to say Eliza Manley type because you got a sad mom and then you do really well. She is. She would be on Unpops. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd let Trish do a podcast on oh, Unpops, totally. even if she was still doing the inhaler drugs. I think yeah. probably more so then. Well, and, oh, oh, my God. This blew my mind. Oh, God. Oh, God. I think it may have been Jackie Cation who said it. I think it may, I don't want to, this is not an original thought. I want to credit the person who thought it was. It could have been the, the host of fangirling. I'd like on, to just apologize to Jackie Cation for I, whatever I Anna's terrible. about to do. Just this jack her fucking not, joke. This Go is ahead. A, no, it was a perfect observation. Trish is an allegory for white feminism. Yeah. Because yeah. Trish decides she wants to be a part of and she jacks these drugs that make her a superhero. We've already mentioned it, so I feel like we can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. She jacks But see, the I have a different theory about this, but Okay. Go on. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. So she jacks the drugs and then she's making everything fucking worse. Right. But then in the ulti- like the I okay, I'm not gonna spoil this part, but the ultimate move at the end of the at the end of the the series is Trish does something that really takes her codependency and her addiction to a place of harm because she yeah. she fucking she pulls some shit and she says I'm the only one who could have done it and it's like nah bitch you were the last person who should have done it yeah because you made everything in Jessica's world unsafe right and so it was really you you begin to see because through most of season one most of season two and all of season one you see it sort of as like Trish is the rock to Jessica and what you discover through finding everything out about their past as they dive deeper into it is that actually Trish is the fucking problem right what I took season two as is just kind of like what happens to a family after a trauma when things start breaking down and Trish in season two seemed to me like that sibling where there's this there's oh, yeah. always the problem sibling who gets all the attention, but for the wrong reason. Right. And you're out there like this. This is m- me talking, basically, because this was me and my sister. My sister, we're both really smart, but one of us is better at getting away with shit. So my sister was in serious trouble all the fucking time and still now. And at one point in life, I, like it was around seventh grade, I was just like, I'm tired of being the good kid yeah, and getting uh, like she gets all the attention because she fucks up mm-hmm. and I was like well I'm just not gonna do my fucking oh, homework. I was absolutely in that place too because yeah. that was my little brother like now and it's like they're sucking all the attention from you and it's like well what shitty thing do I have to do to Start get a podcast that attention and welcome to the unpops podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a shit that I dealt with too, because it's very much just like, well, I'm getting jack shit for being the good one. Right. Right. And he's always been that, like, even now he got kicked out of court for wearing sandals at, were they Gucci slides? Uh, he yelled at the judge, fuck you, these are Gucci slides. Uh, <laughs> but like, And the judge didn't take that? Because I would have been like, all right, I don't have Gucci slides. Uh, it was the best day of my life. Uh, but like, that's always been the case where he he was always the... We both like f- fucked up, but I was really good at like covering right. my fuck ups. I was really good at like 
kicking the cat over my sandbox shit. And that you don't kick the cat, you kick the sand. Uh, I don't. I forgot how cats work. Man, this uh, cat is dying. <laughs> like right now, and you're like kicking it, breathing her last breath. I forgot how to cat. But yeah, it was that case where it's just kind of like you're taking down so much more people than you even realize. Right. Because so, that's interesting because in their childhood, it seemed like there was, it's, it's sort of interesting because Jessica's adopted as a teenager and Jessica's coming from her own. And then you, Oh man, I don't want to spoil it, but you find out some shit about her, like her actual, her genetic family in the right. show. You find out some things about what was going on between her parents. Oh God. But then you also have Trish I don't want to, I'm going to sidebar that, that thought you also have Trish. Who's like, I guess, I guess she's expressing that as an adult because as a teenager, she had the drug and alcohol problem. She was kind of the problem kid, but you're right. She was always getting caught. Right. Yeah. She's always getting caught by Jessica, by her mom, by movie people, by. Yeah. And it, it like the whole season for me felt like because I lost my dad when I was 17. Yeah. Hey, and I lost that's, my dad when I was 17. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So much in common. Dead dad twinsies. Dead dad club. Uh, but that's kind of I mean, I guess this is a spoiler, but that's one of the key things that drives this season is there's an accident at some point in Jessica's past and her dad dies. Well, that's we know that in the first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's not a spoiler. I think in first in season one, you know that they all get in an accident. She believes her entire family is dead. Dad and brother soup's dead. Right. And then you find out there's some other stuff going on in, in season two. Right. And, and having lived in that environment, just as season two went on, I was like, Oh yeah, I recognize this person. Yeah. I recognize that person because yeah, me too. Everyone, like when something like that happens, like I, I my dad died when I was 17, but before that, uh, my grandmother died in, when I was in seventh grade. My grandfather died when I was in eighth grade. And, uh, my freshman year, a cousin of mine died in Wisconsin. And then my sophomore year, his brother, my cousin in Wisconsin died in a car accident. Exactly one year later to the day, his brother, my other cousin, died in a car accident on the same road. Whoa. Holy fuck. At the other end. And then after all that, my dad dies. Damn. So my family was a fucking disaster. And they wow. still kind of are. Yeah. And watching this show, I was like, that's what's happening. Like they're yeah. trying. And now imagine if your family keep... had superpowers. Right. And I think I feel like even the superpowers are more like those are Jessica's problems. Like that's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like she went through a thing and came out at the other end kind of a different person. Yeah. And like. That I feel like is it's your trauma shield. Yeah. It's the thing you build when your life blows up and you try and protect yourself from being hurt again. And whether it be super strength or whether it be like the red flags that you get when a very similar predator comes along. Yeah. Or or hyper empathy or hyper ability to caretake on a, on a crazy level. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, 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 
I thought I was going to be the one who broke down first. <laughs> I did. Oh, no, I, 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 I break down on uh, like a podcast you. a week. It's great. Uh, like I butted you with I my headphones. No, I love it. There's something about like the show and especially Kilgrave itself that provides a catharsis for abuse victims. Yeah, I can see that. Like you, you rationalize a lot of things or you make yourself feel like they weren't as bad as you thought they were. And then watching David Tennant play a super villain the way most people's actual villains behave is kind of cathartic because yeah. it's just kind of like I wasn't insane I wasn't insane he was actually yeah. he's he like, was my boogeyman his superpower is gaslighting the world yeah that's yeah. insanity one of the good signs or one of the signs that uh, a, a movie or a TV show or a book is really good is that it's a metaphor uh, it uses metaphor really good. And that's why I think a lot of us like um, superhero stuff, yeah. like sci-fi stuff, like horror stuff. Right. And like one of my favorite shows is Battlestar Galactica. <gasps> it's a sci-fi show. Have sh- we had this conversation we have about not. my fucking space dad? <laughs> ah! no, Battlestar Galactica anyway, is my favorite thing in the world. I'm with you, homegirl. I uh, am so there. How like hard that- did you cry in that last episode? Um, I was I was there, man. I was, anyways, so that's a good show. It's like all it's like an allegory about about like yeah. contemporary modern war. Yeah, but it's like all right, but uh, there's robots and it's in space, and that's it. So it, this is all to say, and I've seen I haven't seen all of the show. I've seen most of the first season. If you haven't watched the show, this is obviously bringing up really really important stuff. Yeah. Stuff that lots of people deal with and they don't talk about, but it's couched in and it's wearing uh, superhero clothes and it's wearing it's it's all in the it's all wearing the clothes of a superhero show and a detective show. Jessica Jones is a a private noir. Yeah. So, yeah, it's giving you your medicine and it helps people process these things, show that they're not alone in these things. But also, like, if you can't handle watching like the. AMC HBO version that's just like really serious where bad people who did a bad thing (laughs) version of the show it's giving you the all right well she's also a superhero and she'll punch a person really hard like every 25 minutes yeah it's that it's a candy coating for a hard thing to swallow so I think that's a that's a strength of the show and I think that's something that you know if you haven't checked it out it's a it's a good way to 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 watch it how long before hashtag me too I think because a solid year and a half. Solid year yeah. and a half. And it came out and basically said, you find out that she was kidnapped and raped, basically, and yeah. coerced into doing a bunch of terrible things. She's a victim of human trafficking. She was a victim of rape. She was gaslit by a monster. And all of this stuff ends up becoming news a year and a half later. Yeah. And like, I, I hate that I can start a lot of sentences like this, but as a teenage bride, uh, <laughs> how old were you when you got married? 18, freshly. Uh well, as, as a teenage bride. Oh my God. Uh, you live such a life I was imagining cool. my age. And then I remember, I'm like, oh, she's younger than me. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, I can't remember where I was, but somebody, like, I just met someone after I did a show at a bar and they were just like, oh, you got some life in your eyes. And I was like, don't say that to me. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I can see in real time somebody that was very fragile and easily moldable be taken by someone and oh yeah a lot of people are just like why don't you leave and they don't really understand like like a su- it, it's like a superpower they can get in your head in your skin and 
during my actual divorce and separation, the amount of like, I love you, you're supposed to stay and you rationalizing yeah. like, I guess I am is insane. And, but, but watching it, it's just kind of like, she's a superhero and she can yeah, get away from and it. It's, it's one of the things that's really brilliant about season one. And this is mentioned in that cracked article also is she's so strong. Yeah. Like physically strong and in this show. She's the kind she's of person, you she's the kind of person you'd be like, how is she getting abused? Right. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't she just fucking snap this dude's head off and well, fucking be done with and it? I got and that shit that's too. how it works. People yes. were saying like, oh, you're our strong friend. You're the yeah, person that like yeah. jumps in on a bar fight or you're the person that points out something for being unhealthy Stop or like getting in bar fights. <laughs> don't, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, but where, where it's very much just kind of like, you're the one that like protects us. You're strong friend. How does like, I, I had my actual friends questioning the legitimacy of it because I, sh right. I should be yeah. the one that knows better. Mm -hmm. And it's, a very scary tango the way someone can work themselves into your system yeah. to where it's just like, am I actually going to die if I leave? Like I, yeah. right. or you it's, it's so consuming and you don't realize it's happening until you're stuck. Well, and the, the other great thing is that Kilgrave starts to use his powers against the police department, against men, against all these people. And what happens in season two is those are the people who are like, oh, hey, I was forced to empathize with this feeling that you were experiencing. So I'm on your side, like a little covertly yeah. on your side. So they build that in. And then you find out in season two, he's not the first predatory piece of shit to end up in her life. Yeah. So right. like in it, in that particular relationship, and tell me if you experience this with the with the abandonment stuff with your dad is that relationship that he that Ooh, she gets I didn't in. even say the word abandonment. Go on. <laughs> oh no, I had a sponsor. But yes, I told a sponsor one time. She was like, she was like, I was like, I don't have abandonment issues. I'm in a twelve step program, and she goes, I don't. I go, I don't have abandonment issues, and she goes, so your dad's dead, and your my mom hadn't passed away by that point. And she goes, and your mom's in jail, and I was like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, baby, you have abandonment issues. Yeah. Just feel that for a second. Yeah. That's that's a thing that's always gonna hit you, which is why I have to call my vet every two days and be like, hey, so I have abandonment issues, and I'm not gonna know when it's time when there's <laughs> no more good cat on these bones. Like I'm right. not gonna know. <laughs> You got to let me know because I'll hold on to this forever. Yeah. I will keep I will, I, in like a hoarding kind of I hoard bad friendships is what I yeah. do. And so she um, she shacks up with this dude who on the on the surface seems decent. And then you learn more and you find out. No, he's a fuckboy piece of shit. But she says things to him like you're the only family I have now. I love you. Yeah. And that to me was like, oh, shit. Someone said uh, a girl I dated said, was like, you're my family now. And then we broke up like a month <gasps> later. And I said, yeah. you fucking monster. You yeah. would pull that Why would you say that to me? Exactly. Because it, yeah. it, it rips the rug out from you. Yeah. Under you. And something you brought up that was really interesting was him using his powers to charm the police department and people around her. But that's what they do. They, yeah, they yeah. infiltrate your support systems because yeah. it was very much just like my ex calling my parents and my friends and being like, you know, Vanessa's kind of fragile right now. And if she says something that sounds a little weird, she's just going through some stuff and, but I'm here for her. Don't worry. Yeah. And it, that's, that's that kill grave shit. It's, it's 
Yeah. Figuring out where your support system lies and then systematically snipping them off. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. A, well, because I'm a big Battlestar Galactica fan, I will fucking close a part of the ship and fucking airlock those motherfuckers right out of my <laughs> so life. So say we all. So say we all. You, you fucking, you blow <laughs> a hole nerds. in this protection session. <laughs> fucking nerds. No, I'm just going to airlock you bitches out of here and then we'll we'll call it a day. We'll patch that ship up and repopulate it. That's what we're going to do. But that's, yeah, I Ooh, agree. Repopulating. That's literally a line in one of the first episodes it's like you gotta they were like everybody needs to make babies yeah so so me yeah too, probably i'm old <laughs> i'm 35 i might be able to it might be a swamp looking person but it's okay um yeah so i uh, to get bring it back around to jessica jones this season is so fucking serious if, it's so like yeah. you thought season one was serious if you grew up in a f- dysfunctional family you should watch and stick with it that's uh, that's what i feel like they took this kind of risk where they're like people might give up halfway through it's so it's a hard lot and then a lot of people will be like you shouldn't have given up There's, that shit gets really fucking heavy i'm, I'm gonna let you know right around episode six seven and eight yeah. shit gets real. It gets really <laughs> fucking real. And you're like, what? And and it's uh it's it's one of those things where especially the first couple episodes, you know, they're dealing with Trisha's dude and then you've got the, Ma- you got Malcolm kind of being like, "But I want to be a real detective. I yeah. want to be a real boy." Right. And then you've got kind of everybody sort of flailing and expressing themselves and then, "Ooh, here's a reason to watch, especially if you're a Bruhaha fan." There is a real sexy Puerto Rican up in this bitch. <laughs> that guy's Oscar. pretty dreamy. Yeah. Name yeah. Oscar, and he has an adorable child. And the kid's kind of a menace. Hey, if I jumped out this window, would you save me? He wants attention. She from should her. have been like, nope. No, nope. I know. I will let you die, child. Yeah. You are concrete. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. In the, but that's the other thing, too, is he he's dealing with both legal issues and with custody issues. And so he starts to behave in a Jessica in a in a in a way towards Jessica that's bigoted. And she calls him out for it immediately. And I felt like that was a fun allegory for like how our community is not great with the LBGTQ community sometimes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> How oh really? And how so, we got to keep ourselves in check sometimes. Yeah, or or with other people of color, sometimes we and then sometimes we treat each other really shitty. And then also sometimes I was like, oh, that all tracks. And then you find yeah. out there's a little bit more going on. And everybody, every character on the surface, you're like, this is the thing that sucks about them. And then you find out there's a little bit more going on, which yeah. you like. I'm trying not to spoil it's it. It's like Just an entire that, season of hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people for it's, sure. I'll say I think this won't spoil it, but what this season reminded me of, I knew a girl once who was the only member of her immediate family who had never been institutionalized. And she was hanging on by the skin of her teeth. Like there were times where I'm like, maybe it's time. Like maybe you should be institutionalized. And that this season that kind of felt like what Jessica Jones was going through because there's so many things again, without giving too much away, there's a point where she's looking at something uh, really terrible that has just happened. And she just keeps saying, that's not me. So she's like, yeah, well that person's that, but 
that's, that's not, not that's me, not right? Me. Like, I hope that's not me. Yeah. And then it starts to kind of manifest later in the season where you're like, mm, that might be you. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah. I stopped drinking. One of the, my rock bottom moment was looking in the mirror and seeing I, I was because I, when I when I drink, I don't eat. Yeah. And so I was very thin and I was very gaunt. And I looked into the mirror and I saw my mother. I didn't see yeah. me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go kill myself. So I got in my car and I went to drive. And I, that is not what happened. I ran into somebody who ended up saving my life. Yeah. And when she's screaming over and over, that's not me, that's not me. And then his face, she's basically put in a bunch of situations later on in the season where she has to deal with in a very real way, that monster that she thinks she is becoming or is right. so afraid she's becoming. And she has to deal with that. And it is, um, in a, in a very upfront way. And because of my own experience, I was like, that hit me very hard. I was yeah. like, yeah. I did not want to become, and I still always check myself. I'm like, am I, I'm, I'm the type of person I'll call somebody and go, am I a bad person? Like I'll have to always check myself because there's so many, there've been so many either events or people in my life who've literally just said, no, you're a very bad person for protecting yourself in this dangerous situation. How dare you? Yeah. (laughs) And so I, that experience that Jessica has is so fucking real, man. That is so fucking real. And the way she processes it, like that moment where, Ooh, there's a scene where some memorabilia from her childhood, like a box of that explodes in her house. (laughs) Memorabilia. I love that you call that memorabilia. Yes. I don't want to ruin it (laughs) because well, you, what you find out is one of those boxes is bogus. Right. 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 So like, so it's, it's, it's a sim, it's a symbol and it's raining all the contents of the, of the boxes are raining down upon her right? and she can't find the strength to clean it up. Yeah. And she's just weeping. That's a thing a superhero did on a Marvel show. Yeah. Uh, She sat there weeping and her assistant comes up with the most beautiful care and just understands that this is what she needs and starts to take care of the problem. And, And then also the poor guy who isn't believed Oh, the wizard! The wizard! I loved the wizard. I love the wizard. <laughs> that, literally, the only part of this season where I was like, "Really?" is the guy who comes back from season one, the cop guy. Yeah, F- Simpson. Yeah, he's yeah, talking whatever, about buddy. what happens to the wizard, and it's either Jessica or Trish says something about, "Oh, you use your powers," and he's like. My powers aren't that strong. And all he's talking about is some scaffolding that fell on somebody. It's like your powers aren't strong enough to bring down scaffolding. Yeah. Who wrote that fucking line? But that was like the only line where I was like, come on, who who wrote this? Who who wrote this? My powers aren't strong enough to bring down scaffolding. I think what's so funny is they got real, they got real cheesy with the superhero lingo, but they fucking knocked it out of the park with the interpersonal relationships. Yeah. (laughs) There's a, there's a couple of scenes in uh, episode seven that were like, I have to write this down and I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil it. But there, there are some scenes between Jessica and another character where they're just talking out what's going on and you're, they're bringing everybody up to speed and they're 
the volley of emotional responsibility in those scenes is really fucking interesting yeah. and spot on. It was really, it was like a couple of therapists sat down who deal with grief and trauma and said, we're going to write a superhero show. That's yeah. how it feels. That's exactly what that show feels like. Yeah. And that's why it's so good. I feel like people who think it's just a superhero show should watch it for yeah. sure. Especially yeah. if you've ever been through any shit in your life. Yeah, you're going to cry. Yeah, I got to about episode six this season, and I was like, oh, I get what's happening here. Yeah, it's only... And it fucking hit me. Yeah. I had a good old snot cry. Yeah, yeah. It's a heavy show. It it definitely... There's some if you've ever been addicted to anything, there's something about both Trish and Jessica's behavior in terms of when you're an addict, you tend to romanticize the person that you were when you were an addict, where it's just kind of like, oh, I was good then. Like I was I was peak me. Why didn't y'all like peak me? And it's like peak me made things messy. Yeah. Peak you is not your peak, bro. That there's think peak you is peak you. There's a crazy moment toward the end in the later episodes where like the villain of villains that like the big the big bad of this season is basically says to Jessica, like, yeah, I have rage problems. You drink all the time. Like you haven't felt a legitimate, authentic feeling ever in your adult life like she basically is just like yeah you're drinking constantly you have a problem yeah Yeah. and then fucking trisha's ass she but she i i love i she could tell she's a well done character because i'm irritated with her in every way that's yeah the thing that made me want to do this episode is a friend of mine posted a thing on facebook about how much he hated trish this season and I was like you just don't get it you don't get why she's acting that way I think I think- and I feel like they make the characters kind of unlikable this yeah. season because if you were on the outside looking in at a really dysfunctional family you'd be like why don't you motherfuckers just break up like why don't you all yeah. go your separate ways you clearly hate each other and are bad for each other right but if you're in that situation, you would never think that. No, you're absolutely. Like, no, this is my family. We're because you're like these are the people. These are the only together. ones that are still there for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, well, nobody else will take me. Yeah. So I have to. I have to try and keep these relationships. And it's fascinating. Like we're slowly getting okay with the idea of like, hey, you know, if your family hurts you, you don't have to like be around your family. After right. my dad died, I didn't talk to my, my, well, my mom was incarcerated, but, uh, I didn't talk to my mom and my grandma for like two years. Yeah. And then I came back into their lives when my shit started falling apart. Cause I was selfish and young. Sure. Um, and then this last, in this last six months, uh, my grandma pulled some shit around my surgery where she was basically, she basically was like, I need you to help me move forward furniture she was angry with me for only spending <laughs> a couple of hours with her and i'm wearing like a girdle to hold all my meats and cheeses into my burrito <laughs> body and i like i like walk up and i'm like and i can't even sit i have to like sit in an angle to sit to, right. to, i'm not supposed to even be sitting and my grandmother's like i can't believe you're not taking care of me right now i need to yeah. uh i need yeah. you to move my furniture and move me out of this she was basically escaping the old folks home yeah and so she she had this big tantrum and it's been ongoing for the last few months and i finally told her i was like listen this behavior's not okay and when i 
said that she doubled down. I said, Hey, listen, I want you to be aware that you're doubling down and there's a limit to how much of this I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. evolve. Our boundaries, the superpower. Yes. I boundaries are the, kinda, boundaries. Yeah. Setting boundaries is the superpower. Codependent. No more melody beady. She's got multiple books. Get it on audible. If you don't like, to I read got it on audible. That should change my life. It will fucking, <laughs> it will, it will change your life. And it'll also let you know how sick you are in yeah. staying in those relationships. Um, but uh, there's also a few a few books that are really good because I was burning building girl and I was just like, why am I sad all the time? And then it was just because I keep rushing in to be like, I'll save. I'll help. Love yeah. me. I, I totaled my car on my way to pick someone up from the hospital to take care of them. And my uh, my therapist said, are you going to die taking care of people? Is this is this what you're going to do? You could have died in that car accident. And, and I was like. Oh, even that it. comes up in season two with Malcolm. Yeah, where they're like, yeah, you're helping everyone. But it's just because you're not wanting to address your own problems. Yeah, it's not coming from a place of genuine help. Yeah. Y'all need some 12 steps or they yeah. need to listen to the 12. Yeah, we should point podcast. out <laughs> Anna Host, the 12 questions podcast. <laughs> they need which to- will be joining the Unpops yes, Network soon, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes. I'm so excited. I'm very excited, um, especially because there are a lot of Unpops listeners that are also Mean Boys listeners. I was originally, I was on their network. Right. And um, so, guys, if you're, just Google us, we're back. We've got, yeah. uh, we've got a lot of I mean, not every podcast there. is cut out to start a network. It's fine. Shout out uh, to not, the Mean Boys. Not everyone's <laughs> Unpops. All right. Ah! So, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, everybody needs some fucking steps. It's so funny because they talk about amends in the show and then everyone continually makes terrible amends. It's one of those things. It's like you could tell they go to meetings, but they don't have sponsors. Yeah. Like they don't have somebody to bop them on the head and be like, no, that inhaler's a drug. You dumb dumb. You don't get to right, like right. huff that. And like, Oh, oh, we haven't even talked about, uh, oh, man, oh, it's like Adderall else? for a coke head. It's worse. It's like, it's like, super, <laughs> I just realized it. It's like Adderall for coke heads where it's like, this one's prescribed. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. like, basically it's like Adderall meets a steroid meets everything you could possibly be addicted to, but you're like, it makes me better. And my skin doesn't want to be ripped off. So it's fine. Yeah. Let's talk about Jerry. Let's talk about Jerry for a second. Jerry Hogarth. Jerry Hogarth. What she struck me as in every dysfunctional family or at least I know there was one in mine. There's that figure who seemingly not only has it all together, but is well off enough that they can help if you're in trouble, but they will lord that shit over you and make you feel awful for needing that help. Yeah. And then you find out behind the scenes, they're a mess too. Oh yeah. yeah. She's, you find out how, what she's possibly the biggest mess on this season, which is fascinating to me. (laughs) She is like the shit she gets herself into and gets, and kind of gets away with kind of like walks out unscathed. And I think the reason why is because there's no, uh, denial around it. She'd prefer for it not to be public, but you know, if somebody said, did you pick up four hookers and bring them back for a wild lesbian orgy? She'd be like, yes. And how is that your problem? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the most, but then would have that person murdered. Exactly. I'm the most powerful lawyer in the world. I'll ruin you. Yeah. Yeah. She is, uh, she's the, the hope and dream. She's what you wish, uh, house of cards. She's what you wish. What's her name on house of cards? Robin. Robin, right. Yeah. You wish Robin Wright's character would be. She, that was her. She has a real Robin earlier today. Yeah. Because, uh, my girlfriend asked what else she had seen the woman who plays Jerry Hogarth in. And I was like, I think it's house of cards. And I was close. It's 
the Matrix. It's the Matrix. Yeah, yeah she's <laughs> Trinity. <laughs> she's Trinity. She's Trinity, Trinity in the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. And she uh, has aged very well. Very well. Very well. Like and in reverse almost. Yeah, she looks. Well, it's because she has weight on her now. Oh, that's yeah, the thing. that's true. Because that's, that's what happened. Jessica Jones, it was so funny. My my one friend told me, she was like, you know, if you get on a TV show, this is really going to happen to you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, you're going to uh, like, if like, let's say we got picked up for some sort of like Latina focused sitcom. Like, what if we got picked up for uh, Chico and the man? I Chico know, and the, the man. Thing <laughs> right. So if the first brownish. season, if the ah. first brownish, if, if, if uh, the first season went really well, the second season, we'd come back with our teeth whiter, our hair blonder and 10 pounds skinnier. And that's what happened to every character on the show they all came back real fucking thin yeah. except for jerry hogarth who right. was like oh hey baby what's up with you <laughs> but then, oh, but hey, then on the show like that happens in season two but then on season six everyone's like yeah man i i eat a lot of chicken nuggets in my on my yacht yeah they get that's, <laughs> yeah that's like when uh that's like when rachel and friends started playing with the haircut and it started to get real fucking weird and multi-level not rachel fucking which jennifer aniston uh yeah, that was rachel that was yeah. rachel yeah you can tell where my allegiances lie i'm like it can go i want either direction dark superhero shows i ain't got nothing for friends like i'm breaking bad it was aaron paul the last season it's like oh man you or you the- discovered beer <laughs> <laughs> And then, like one of the last episodes has like a has a flashback to like before they met or right when they met. It's like sort of the beginning of the, but it was obviously shot like at the end. Like, oh man, that's not young. That's not a young Aaron Paul. <laughs> yeah. That was before he looked wet all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like by the end, uh, Jessica realizes that very much at the last five minutes of the show, she does come full circle that she has to have connection. Yeah. Because her solution, not a spoiler, her solution in season one is the same as her solution in season two. Fuck y'all. I'm going to just cordon off that part of the ship and suck these fuckers out the air vents. You know, she very much 86 is anybody who it becomes (laughs) if it if it gets too messy, they're out. Right. She does her best. But yeah. And that I think that's a thing you see with people who've been through. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I I know I even do it where I'm like, if there's someone in my life who's like, I'm like, you're a lot to deal with. Yeah. I will just not deal with that person. Yeah. People, people uh, survive, you know, people of trauma or codependents or adult children of alcoholics or even addicts themselves, they have short term, very intense friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you see that a lot. You can even see with the sustained relationship, she's bouncing in and out. They're all bouncing yeah. in and out of each other's lives in a very intense and destructive way. And the new ones tend to get a lot of like forced familiarity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or it's just kind of like, we're building a bond that wasn't there. Yeah. It's emotional BDSM. It's just like fake intimacy. Um, did I just say something that just, oh, no, I was going to say like, the safe word is, I don't know, Archada. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we were just doing a time check. Time so check. So we know what how the far uh, the uh, sorry and 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 by the way, we've gotten very heavy. I hope I hope this is funny. Enough. Well, that's what I th- that's what I wanted. I I wanted this oh, to I'll be get, a heavy episode well, because I'll it's such heavy. a heavy, it's a heavy show. show. It's like so fucking heavy. I shouldn't have those feelings at the end of a fucking comic book show. <laughs> but by the end of it, I was like, oh fuck! Like, where was Luke Cage this season? Yeah, that I don't know because I feel like Luke Cage is the thing that keeps it that keeps it kind of light. Cause he sort of looks at her like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it's fucking rough to be us, bitch. <laughs> yeah. This seat, like it, 
this season it is insanely heavy and it's like if if you watch the first season and you feel like oh there's no kill grave there's no fucking antagonist there's no conflict here her past is that and they make it so fucking clear like there's one episode where they literally pull a skeleton out of a closet ah yeah like they literally pull, pull a, skeleton. a skeleton out of a closet they, there's yeah. a scene where Jessica is like you can't run from your past. It always catches, catches up, up to you. Yeah. And that's what this season is about. It's about <gasps> escaping your past. And Malcolm has that running scene with the inhaler. Right. Yes. It's her fucking escaping, like trying. She can't. To escape. And not just trying to. Like there's a, uh, a line in, I think, the first episode of season two where and it might be the second episode, but she starts to take a drink and she's looking at memorabilia from her family's <laughs> yeah. past, the same memorabilia. And she takes a drink and says uh, to never thinking about you or to to never missing you to never missing you. Yeah. And it's like she's <gasps> running from what happened in her past. And that's if you can't relate to the comic book aspect, you can relate to that yeah, probably right no matter who you are right. there's probably something about that that will resonate yeah and here's the the, the we we're thing. literally talking about this on our way here yeah <laughs> here's the thing that she'll that she'll uh that she she's running from once you accept that the person is gone or that the relationship what you're really accepting is that the relationship has just changed. Yeah. Yeah. My parents haven't gone anywhere, man. They're in my heart. They're in my actions. Every time I go on stage and talk shit, I am my mom. And when I'm drawing people toward me, I'm my dad, you know, yeah. it's like there is a, uh, there is an element to those relationships just keep living on. And she, because of her behavior and because of her choices and because of, uh, the, things that have been done to her that make her super. Yeah. She hasn't had the ability to experience all five stages of grief. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's, um, Oh, I wanted to ask you, oh, it's going to come up. It's going to come up. I can't remember to change this. Somebody start talking. Cause I'm going <laughs> to well, remember what I wanted to say. I was going to say, right, so it, there's 12, uh, there's 12 planets. Uh, and, uh, and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Battle and the Star Cylons Galactica. are going to start. Mm -hmm. uh, Starbucks a hot lady now. <laughs> I, it's weird, but I'm going to use a line from Silver Linings Playbook. Sure. Uh, I, I love anything that deals with running and not wanting to deal with your past. Because not yeah. thinking about it and running from it ends up becoming your own boogeyman. But like when you like look at it head on and you're just kind of like, all right, all this trauma and all this shit I did is 1000% of a part of me. And you carry that. Like when you actually acknowledge it is when you can yeah. start the move on process. And one of my favorite lines from a very flawed movie is towards the beginning of Silver Linings Playbook when Jennifer Lawrence's character is like, I may have done like some slutty weird shit, but I like that sloppy part of myself because it's part of everything. Yeah. And I don't look away from it. I acknowledge like that's not, part of, but she, she doesn't look away from it. She sees right. it and she knows it's there and that's part of the moving on process. Yeah. And that's what I love about this. The villain is, I don't want to look at all the shit I did. Yeah. There. Okay. I remembered. 
I remember. <laughs> okay. So there's the thing I have to ask you if your family did this or if your family's ever done this, anybody in this room. So what my family did when my dad passed away is a lot of them sort of idolized him, idolized this sort of like uh, rosy interpretation of how he was as a person. Yep. Right. And so they were like, and your father was this and your father was that. And he sort of became this sort of like God that nobody really acknowledged that he had flaws. They put him into sainthood. They put him into sainthood. And my dad, while he was a great man, was a very flawed father. And is the primary reason why my sister and I don't have a relationship is some shit he said to her the day I was born. Like he he was a good dude, but not great at certain things. And one thing that his first wife, I reconnected with her, she did say, she was like, it's interesting because I feel like you've sort of become a fully realized version of yourself. You like you live your dreams, whereas your dad and your mom didn't. And like there is a moment in Jessica Jones where a character from her past is basically breaking that bubble and is saying the way you remember it is you were and she literally says, you're a kid. What the fuck did you know? And she kind of breaks down that thing of like that denial, which is a protection, you know, from that grief, but also prevents you from moving on. You have to acknowledge the good and the bad. My mom wasn't all bad. She was really magical and great. And my dad wasn't all good. He was kind of shitty at being a dad. Yeah. And so like acknowledging those things made my life a bigger and better place. It's the reason why I do st- like one of the things that led me into doing stand up. And so when I heard those lines, I was like, oh, that's so fucking they nailed that. Yeah. Did you did you guys have Have you ever had that? No, we didn't have that. Like my family, it was just by that point, kind of me, my mom and my sister. And we just all sort of scattered went away my mom got really cold like Uh, i remember i came home one night at like two in the morning i had been at a friend's house and i was i was in my teens so i shouldn't have been out that late and i walked in the house and she was just sitting on the edge of her bed smoking a cigarette (laughs) and i was like well this is some horror movie shit this is (laughs) and i was like uh sorry i'm late i was at sarah's house and she went, I don't care where you were. Oh, uh. <laughs> and it took me about 20 years to forgive her for that. Wow. Yeah. Because even though like we were all going through some shit, but it's like you needed to know you were. Yeah. About yeah. And it's it's because. It, I, it's it's like if you don't have the capacity to deal with it, I'm not going to either. Because like my little brother and I were like yeah. vicious with our fighting, and there was one day where like I come inside and I've got like a bloody nose and a black eye. My mom's like, "Who did that?" And I'm like, "Your son." And she's like, "I made lasagna," and <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Acknowledge this, <laughs> say, it, deal with it. I need I need you to deal with it because I'm a child and I don't have the capability to deal with this." Right, and if yeah. You don't. I'm not going to work it out either. Like, yeah, my mom is uh, the walk in the room and see you crying type and go, oh, shit. And then <laughs> just away. walk out and go, what? This isn't what I want to be fucking with right now, Yay. son. I'm out of here. <laughs> right. It's like, all right. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Oh, man. And <laughs> it's funny when you deal with people like that because there's there's no bigger repellent than cry. Like, they'll stay for screaming. But the oh, sec- yeah. they'll stay for screaming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll stay for five. But the second like water works or you start. Yeah. an I feel statement. It's just zing out the door. Yep. 
when the cat got sick, I went to one vet and the vet wasn't very great. They didn't exhaust all their options. Their answer was put this cat to sleep. That was their answer. And I got really, and they charged me a ton of money and I wanted to be fucking outraged at them. And, uh, my boyfriend just said, uh, before, uh, you get really angry, just understand that they probably didn't have all the information too. You know, yeah. and it was sort of like, I know you went and he literally said, I know you want to blame someone cause you're hurting, but now is not the time. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Like yeah. to, to have those moments of like, everybody does ever. Okay. Anger, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, anger is a secondary emotion. It is secondary usually to frustration and hurt. Or it's a secondary emotion to hurt primarily. So if yeah. you're angry about something, take a step back. And anger isn't necessarily a bad thing. We have a lot of appropriate social anger going on right now. Yeah. We have a lot of people yeah. being like, hey, man, you can't grab my boob and tell me it's my fault. Like you have a right. lot of people being like, you can't tell all the brown people to go away because your fucking poles are dropping, you bag of dicks. Yeah. Like you can't. You have to acknowledge where it comes from. Yeah. You have to acknowledge where it comes from, though. Otherwise, you're just spewing anger out everywhere you go. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. it's. I think it's beautiful that like you're such a sensitive, sweet soul and to have like your mom walk in and be like, nope, can't hang. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I got yeah. this one. I got this one because it was because everybody in my family, it's all about like them. So she was uh, I would get this a lot like, oh, you're being so dramatic. You're being uh, yeah. so dramatic. And it's like, no, I'm I'm actually it's I would be I, I keep I'll check in with people a lot now, too, because it's like if you do have trauma in your past, have people around you who can like. Um, stay away from yes men and have people that can also tell you like you can run by them and say like, Hey, am I being a crazy person right now? Yeah. So yeah. You know, like, keep your shit in check. Yeah. People who, who will be like, no, that's, it was. And so I started saying things like if I wasn't upset right now, like with the cat, if I wasn't upset and I know it's, some people are listening, they're like, it's just a cat. And it's like, but no, again, I have abandonment issues. So like, it's the thing of like, am I being crazy right now? Um, uh, but I would, I would tell people if I wasn't upset, I'd be a sociopath. Yeah. It's, impo- yeah. it's important yeah. to be upset about some shit. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like it's a, it's important to kind of understand, but like, don't do what I've did for maybe 30 years of my life, which was like, I got to a point where I, I told the therapist, what do I need to say to you to stop feeling so angry? I yeah. feel like I could punch a puppy in the face. Yeah. And she was like, she just asked me like three questions about my dad's death. And it was just like that ugly cry. That's what therapists call it. Just yeah. so you guys know there's oh, a thing man. called the ugly cry. And you haven't I like, couldn't go back to my car. I had to like ice my face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I had the same it was like, you're not driving right now, are you? Like, is there a place you're gonna be around other people, right? I'm like, ah! <laughs> you know, and that was like the beginning of, of some big change in my life. And what I'd love to see, because they send Jessica to group therapy. Yeah. They send her to anger management, which is kind of cute. Yeah. And I like the ball thing. What a smart. Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun scene. That yeah. was a fun scene. And they use it for promo. So we're not, we're not. And the yeah. crazy part about it is, is everybody in the anger management class, all the other people there are like expressing some real trauma. There's like a war veteran who was like raped. There was yeah. like, you like you're hearing these, this scene of like heavy stuff about people with anger issues. And then she starts talking and they're like, Okay, this is another level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, side note, that ball thing is great. Uh therapist, stop using bats for anger management, even if it's soft. Uh Wait, you what? You know, like the whole you've seen it 
on TV sometimes and some therapists still use it. It's the worst idea. The soft bat, like hit this thing with a soft bat until, mm-hmm. and like Damn, talk it out. Uh, I did it with a therapist in Anaheim where he was just kind of like, cause it was, it was some angry management stuff. And he was like, hit this dummy with like a soft bat while you like talk something out. And I abandoned the bat for a Sparta kick. So yeah, I was just, where it's just like, what, who, what, do, what do you think they're going to stick to the guideline? People could go. I was like, <laughs> I, why are you still using the soft bat method? That's yeah, that, that can go dumb. bad real bad. I, I just got my second degree black belt in karate. That's what I did instead of the <laughs> soft bat. Nice. Like there was a moment where I was training and uh, I was newly single and I kicked my training partner in the dick so fucking hard and he looked at me and he said who didn't call you back this week who hurt you (laughs) who hurt you why did you do that I was like why are you not wearing a cup how is this my (laughs) responsibility but it was definitely like you yeah it's yeah you gotta you gotta have a think man so people should watch Jessica Jones yeah fucking get them tissues out watch watch both seasons if you don't have a bunch of gnarly dark trauma in your past, please watch it so you can understand why Brenda from Accounting's a cunt. Yeah, you know? yeah. like like watch it, cunt dinger, cunt dinger. Uh, <laughs> watch it for uh, empathy. Just, uh, watch it for the act of empathy because yeah. you'll yeah. really understand a little bit about addiction, a little bit about codependency, a little bit about what it's like to find out you have an illness. Yeah, like that was that was an interesting element. That sort of like shock trauma of like, right. oh no, my body is failing me. I can be the most powerful person in my field and my body will fail me. Right. Um, you, you'll find out you'll get a, a, a just a rainbow of empathy in your heart and yeah. then have to deal with some like like an ending that is like what in the fuck? It's a crazy fucking ending. <laughs> and then treat yourself to a little Great British Bake Off for some. Yeah. You're yeah. Gonna yeah. Little... Or Zumbo's Just Desserts. Yeah. I, I love Zumbo's. Uh, the uh, or yeah uh, season. Listen I... to Brett's podcast about Big Brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's RuPaul's Drag Race season ten. Yeah, get, there's so many things. Yeah, listen, but watch Jessica Jones first and get all yeah, calmed out. Watch Jessica, watch that, and then look at some delightful Brits make dessert. Should yeah. we still do? How far in are we? Uh, one oh six. Should we still do comedy or just hold them for? It's up to you. Yeah, let's just hold them. All right, because oh. we're far enough along. What's going on? Oh well, we know we sometimes do comments at the end of the episode, but we're already like an hour six. Oh shit. We're just going to do comments next time. This has been Sorry, such a fun. No, this has been a really good episode. I, I dig this. This has been so much fun. Yeah. I absolutely love, love, love doing Unpops. It's always a fun experience. We love having you on. I love playing with Winter. She's such a good puppy. Winter, she's, get in here. She's Winter. a good girl. Winter. I got her all Baby. riled up before the episode started. You did. She was ready to, to do some frolics she was, before we started recording. She's a frolicky girl. Yeah. She's a good time. So, yeah, we should wrap this up. We're way over an hour. What do we... Thank you both so much for doing the show. Yeah, thank you for having us. Everyone should listen to Brouhaha yeah. on the Unpops Podcast Network, or I will fuck you up. Yeah, you should listen to it. It's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. We have a good time. It uh, New episodes go up every Monday. Every what? Monday. Start your week off right. With your brouhahs. And uh, patreon.com slash unpops. Sign up there for bonus episodes. We're going to be doing a bonus episode of Unpops every month. Oh, shit. With me and Brett answering your voicemails and your Yay! emails. And so that'll be fun. Where can they call the voicemail line? You can call the voicemail line at 505-386-7677 or 505-3-UNPOPS or 505 505- 
Fun Pops. Fun Pops! Fun Pops! It took about 18 months to two years before we realized that spelled Fun Pops. Oh my God, somebody, okay, okay, do this for me. If you call Fun Pops, yes. somebody fart for a really long That's, time. I'll do it. Hell yeah, we'll I'll play that. Yeah, we'll play Longest that. fart. Longest fart, played. and not a mouth fart. Not a mouth fart. Catch me in the morning. It's at least 15 seconds. There are two. It has to be from your ass. It has to. You have to be worried you're going to get pink eye from your phone. Picture it didn't happen. It's got. Yeah. It's got to be from your ass or secondary. It could be a queef. Wow. Yeah. Voicemail us a queef. I want that. Yeah. What do you two have to plug before we get out of here? Besides. Queefs. Uh, uh podcast. Of course, you can find me at Anna V is fun. That's Anna with two N's on Twitter and Instagram. You can also uh, find me at AnnaValenzuela.com for show dates. Uh, I have another podcast that's going to be migrating over to the Unpops Network uh, called 12 Questions. And it's 12 questions from recovery perspective. And believe it or not, we have discussions similar to this, but it's very, it's also pretty light and funny at times. It can get dark and get, get light. It could be all the different things. So so um, uh, jam over and listen to that. And uh, both Vanessa and I are going to be on Broke LA yep. at the end of the month. On April 22nd. On April 22nd. So come out to that. It's literally the funnest festival I've ever been to in my life. It's going to be so much fun. You're going to love it. Uh, you can find me on the poorly updated VanessaGritton.com. And also uh, Take a Walk will be coming back after some revamps. Uh, <laughs> Jessica's still coming. Uh, what happened? <laughs> oh, no. Just uh, <laughs> we recorded some episodes like in the middle of, hey, I'm about to go away for a long time and take care of family stuff and then I deleted them all on my phone. Uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> so we're coming back with a logo and new episodes because I'm a stupid jackass. There are like 18 lost episodes of oh, Take A Walk. There was one that just... Oh yeah, you lost I, one. <laughs> I, we, it recorded fine and I just cannot get it from this hard drive to any computer. So we're just taking this time to do the whole high school makeover thing where we're coming back <laughs> glossy and clean. <laughs> oh, hilarious. But yeah, uh, I love you and I'm going to go pee. Brett, do you have anything to plug? Follow me on Twitter at Brett Raider. Listen to this podcast. Oh, wait, you already did. Oh, yeah. Oh, but listen to it again. Download it again. Okay. All right. Let's get out of here while while Vanessa's out of the room. Yeah. We'll all leave and we'll she won't know leave. where we went. She, she she doesn't get to say goodbye. So she's stuck in this podcast. Exactly. Forever. forever it's like yeah. Tron. Viva La Unpops. Yeah. yeah. Anna, say goodbye. Bye. Brett, say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh, <laughs> shit.